Hey, it's Tim and Lisa, and you're listening to the REI Concierge Podcast. The REI Concierge helps Americans living abroad find and buy great investment properties in the U.S. From analyzing markets, to finding local partners, to closing your first deal, we are partnered with you every step of the way. Let's jump in to today's episode. Hello, and welcome back to the REI Concierge podcast with Tim and Lisa, season three. Tim, how's it going? It's going great. Happy New Year. 2021, are we in? (laughs) No. No, that's not right. (laughs) 2022, season three. Welcome back. We're excited to be here. 2022, I like all the twos. And I, okay, full disclosure, my birthday happens to fall on the 22nd. So 22 has always been sort of a favorite uh, number of mine, but uh, it's, it's going to be a big nice year for you. 20, yeah, 22. it's going to be a big year. Yeah. The year of the twos. I like it. Yeah. Good things come in twos, bad things come in threes. I heard that somewhere. <laughs> oh, well, let's just focus <laughs> on the twos for now. Yeah. Good things. Good things. So what do you have? Let's do like a new year's thing. Resolutions are dumb. Let's not talk resolutions, (laughs) but I do want to hear about your word of the year because I love it. So let's do a little like holistic deep dive into what we're thinking for our, let's start with real estate. Since this is a real estate related podcast, Lisa, what, what are your, let's not do goals. Let's do, I read that book, Atomic Habits, which I highly recommend everyone read. And I think it is tremendously powerful because it's the little actions we take each day that kind of get us to where we need to be. So it's not, I'm not saying don't set goals. Sure, set goals, but don't focus solely on those at the cost of the steps in between, right? Like you and I always both say progress, not perfection. And I think that's kind of my mantra for this year. Um, you know, just small wins and kind of stacking habits on top of each other and just doing good, small little actions that will inevitably move you towards your goal. Um, so I kind of just spoiled it with what I want to do this year in terms of mindset, but I'm interested in hearing your word of the year and what your thoughts are in terms of what I just said. And if it makes sense to you, 100%, I am behind you. Hashtag progress, not perfection. I (laughs) came, my, my word of the year came to me actually during a conversation I had with one of my make life less difficult podcast guests, where we were talking about. So I'm quoting my friend who I heard her say this years ago and it impacted me so much. She said, if it's worth doing, it's worth doing poorly. And I I have quoted her so many times, talked about this in blogs that I've written. I have talked about it in workshops where, you know, helping people kind of set uh, new intentions maybe, or goal, Mm -hmm. being willing Mm -hmm. to try something are you looking new? for pseudonyms for goals? <laughs> new intentions, <laughs> you know, alternative whatever, facts, whatever, whatever it is. <laughs> um, and it's so funny because when I say this to people and I'm in person with people, I literally see some people physically react because the idea of if it's worth doing, it's worth doing poorly. The, I can always point out the perfectionists in the room because they just cringe yeah. and they're like, <laughs> no, they I, physically uncomfortable, nothing to do uh, poorly. And yeah. to me, it's so in this conversation uh, with my friend, who's also named Lisa, I, we started talking about this and, and the idea of doing things imperfectly and the progress, not perfection theme. 
And all of a sudden it came to me imperfection. That's my word for 2022. And, you know, it's the willingness to step in and do something maybe poorly, or if you feel more comfortable with the word imperfectly, (laughs) because it doesn't sound quite (laughs) as bad as poorly, um, (laughs) it, it really can open the door to give myself permission to just try something right. And as an adult, I really like the experience of learning new things. And I know that, well, I'm not going to do it perfectly the first time and in bringing it back to real estate is, man, I've made a lot of, I've done a lot of things imperfectly. Uh, fortunately, I, I just, I haven't done a lot of things poorly, truly poorly, but I have certainly (laughs) done things imperfectly and it's okay. I've learned, grown. I mean, you and I now have the opportunity to share our mistakes with others so that they can hopefully avoid those same mistakes. You're welcome, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And it, it works out in, in the end. And that, that imperfection in a way to me is a, um, is permission to, to get out there and try and discover and adventure and explore. Yeah. No, I, I, I love everything you just said. And your, your, your whole like life philosophy has always kind of inspired me. And it's just kind of like fail forward quickly. You know what mm. I mean? Like, I'm <laughs> like, I'm going to make mistakes and that's cool because I'm going to get better. Like if I'm not making mistakes and I'm not learning, you know, I'm just kind of doing rote m- memorized tasks and not not expanding or challenging myself and that's lame like no one wants to do that and i think imperfection is it's kind of like the perfect word for real estate in 2022 like well in any year really like i was listening to a podcast today by our friend chad carson chad carson and we're friends now just so you know <laughs> um because he was on our podcast and you know he really enjoyed himself so my friend chad carson on his podcast um the financial independence podcast check it out wherever you get your podcast um he was talking with, uh, I can't remember her name, but she's an author. And she was just saying that like, she started investing with kind of a group of friends that had read rich dad, poor dad, and kind of said, this is amazing. This is life changing. I can't wait to get started. And like two years later, she had bought six properties and the other three were out. Um, Oh, I'm sorry. Two were out. And one was just in a two year analysis paralysis. Uh So this this one friend had spent like $20,000 on some mastermind guru class and gone and run the numbers and was just constantly looking for that perfect property that was mm-hmm. going to have built-in equity. You know, like I'm going to get this thing for 120 grand, but it's worth 135 and it's going to cash flow 350 a month. And I'm only going to put 10% down and like just checkbox, checkbox, checkbox. And if it doesn't meet the 1% rule, like I'm out. Um, and that property literally doesn't exist, you know? So like mm-hmm. you can do that all day long for as, as long as you want the rest of your life. Meanwhile, your friend has six imperfect properties that have allowed her to quit her job. Yeah. Pretty cool. You know, like, and that, that's it. Right. Like, and she made a ton of mistakes and she was more than willing to admit that. And I just thought like that story really hit me. I was like, that's it. Like, that's it. You just got to do it. You know? And like, we're always saying that, like, well, you know, Tim and Lisa, what if this happens? What if this happens? What if this happens? And we're always saying those, those things will happen if you own this property for 30 years, all of what you just said are going to happen, but they're all not going to happen tomorrow, you know? So like, give it a shot, you know, like real estate. And on the flip side of that, real estate is probably the most forgiving asset I've ever encountered. You know, like you can make a lot of problems, which you and I both have a lot of mistakes that you and I both have. And like the next year it's way better. 
I mean, so far, you know what I mean? Like everything pays off. Um, you're not going to go broke. You know, you're not going to buy Ethereum and Elon Musk is going to say something and you're broke. Like that just, <laughs> that doesn't happen in real estate because people need to live somewhere, you know, like it's just, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. There's just, there's so much to love about it. And like you and I have both had very interesting years in real estate and like we get great surprises and I'm not going to get very specific, but like my Baltimore property that I hated last year <laughs> just made us a ton of money. And it, you know, like it's just stuff like this happens and it's, yeah. it doesn't happen in other asset classes, you know? So it's just like, it's make mistakes, make them quick and then just hold those properties. <laughs> like they're, they're going to work for you. Um, yes. Yeah. That was a long-winded spiel by me. I apologize. Don't apologize, Tim. I think all of our guests have come to love and appreciate it, your long-winded spiel. Have they? Yes. Have Otherwise, they? I hope. If they're still listening, they do. If they don't appreciate them, they probably stop listening. <laughs> That's true. That's a good point. <laughs> and you're not missed, you sore losers. <laughs> you <laughs> it's not a good way to though. endear our audience to us. Um, <laughs> Yeah. The moral yeah. of that story is challenge your appraisers. They are just people. <laughs> it is a subjective opinion of value. They are not set in stone. It is not science. It is opinion. It's really, I mean, this is a total side tangent from where we were, but speaking of imperfection, appraisals <laughs> can absolutely be imperfect. And a couple of years ago, we had two of our properties in Tennessee appraised one of them came back kind of where we expected. And one of them was much lower. And at the time it didn't, it didn't impact what we were doing. So we didn't push back on it, but um, we're having several other properties appraised right now. And I've kind of been holding my breath because it's a crapshoot. You don't know. Yeah. Total, total crapshoot. Have three out of the five that have come back way higher than I was expecting. So that's a great surprise. And yet totally. again, kind of a crapshoot where you're like, um, okay, well, that's excellent for us right now. <laughs> and yeah. part, part of us, our first question was like, maybe we should sell them all right now while they're worth so <laughs> yeah. much. Refinance, refinance those puppies. That's what we did. We chose to refinance. And like, yeah. you can, I mean, you and I always talk about Lisa, just moving, moving dollars from asset columns. You know what I mean? Like that now all that, because the appraisal came back so high, we have all this equity sitting there and it's our money. You know, we just moved it to a different, a different column on our balance sheet by, you know, cashing out some on a refi and got a better rate. Like it's just, you know, and I think I kind of want to dovetail that into like, we have newer clients that are literally just getting started. Like a lot of our clients are buying their first house. We're teaching them the fundamentals of real estate investing, like how the numbers work. And like they run analyses and they kind of game out the system and say, okay, at this rate, buying hundred thousand dollar houses, I'm going to need to buy like six a year for the next 20 years, you know, to make it work. And I'm like, okay. in a static like, you know, in a stasis, like that might be the case. You know what I mean? But things change daily, monthly, yearly. Like you're going to build equity in all those houses. You're going to refinance them. You're going to pay one off and cash flow more on one. You're going to 1031 up to a quad. You're going to sell one at the peak of the market and buy three more. Like these are things that just kind of snowball on each other. And it's not like, it's a great strategy to start. Just say, hey, I have 25 grand. I want to buy a hundred thousand dollar house. Do that. You know, like start there, buy another one buy another one, then see what happens. You know what I mean? Like things happen. You build equity so quick, you stack the cash flow so quick, you can pay it off so quick that it really is, it, it can be astounding. Um, if you just kind of, if you're just looking at spreadsheets and then see it in real life, like how much quicker and how much, I hate using the term easy, but how much simpler it is, just how the numbers play out. You're just like, wow, that this really works. Um, yeah. yeah. And none I don't of, know. It's exciting. I think the other thing that's really important, I think to recognize and can be a, a very much an unknown factor 
is appreciation. And we bought all of these properties for cash flow. And appreciation is just icing on the cake. And yet over time, I mean, we know real estate does appreciate and there's going to be dips and there's going to be, you know, um, little bits of ups and downs along the way, but it's really cool to know, okay, bought these for cash flow. They have been cash flowing for years and they're also appreciating. And so mm-hmm. it's a it's a great thing to keep in mind. And it's also part of what makes it impossible to predict exactly yep. how your portfolio is going to work for you over time. And, and I think it can be, you know, you mentioned the investors who are newer when you just have one or maybe two properties and you might get off to a little bit of a rocky start and have to put more money into a property than you were expecting. I certainly have had multiple properties like that and it can feel yep, for sure overwhelming. It can feel discouraging and, oh, this is not working out like I wanted and keep that long-term perspective in mind because this is, again, this is a long-term wealth building strategy, not a get rich quick scheme. And, Mm -hmm. and again, I just coming back to honoring what we always say is each investor needs to honor their own approach, their own reasons why their own goals, their own risk tolerance. And, and I mean, we've talked about this a number of times, but you know, John and I tend to go at our investment more conservatively than a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And we've had people lecture us of how we're leaving so much money on the table and blah, blah, blah. What are you guys doing? Yes, we are. And it's also really nice to be, to feel the success and the reward when we see our like, oh, okay, well, this is what we plan to do. And our focus is the long-term buy and hold and Hey, it's working. And we've had some ups and downs in some of these properties. I have had some moments where I've been extremely stressed about them because I've had the same thousands of dollars to fix the water coming into the basements and super frustrating and cash flow disappears for uh, years sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Preach it. I mean, it's true. And yet again, like the big picture, it's growing. And, And the cool thing is, I think as a portfolio grows and you have more than a couple of properties, then you start to look at the performance of the whole portfolio versus just an individual property. And well, this property over here cost me a bunch of money, but these properties over here did great. So again, from the portfolio perspective, we're good. Everything's still on track. And that's really helpful too. Yeah. I think that's a great point. Thanks for bringing in appreciation because appreciation really is incredible. Um, And it's something you know, I was going to, I was going to interject and just be a smart aleck and just say, Hey, Lisa, but you can only invest in either cash flow or appreciating markets. You can't do both, <laughs> but you can. And, um, I mean, I think, and I hate to speak in absolutes, but like real estate increases in value. Like that's, that's almost an absolute in my mind. Like it's going to increase in value over time. It's not going to do it next year. It might go up 20% next year, but like, if you hold that thing five years, I almost guarantee you it's going to be worth at least 10 bucks more than it was when you bought it. You know what I mean? Like it's going to go up. It's very likely to go up higher than the rate of inflation. Maybe not the inflation we have right right now, but if you combine that with the power of leverage at 4%, three and a half percent, yeah, 
you're going to outpace inflation just by owning that property. So like any money that you have in the savings account that is losing value, stick that thing in a house, you know, like it just, it's, it is conservative. You know what I mean? Like you said, like it, it's, it's more risky not to do this in my mind in this state of economic affairs than it is to invest, you know? And I think David Shaw was on our podcast last year, said the same thing. And it's just like, yeah, it, it's more risky right now to have stuff under your mattress because those dollars are losing value. If you put them in an appreciating asset that's outpacing inflation or at least keeping pace with it, you're going to be good. You know, you're not, you're not going to become a millionaire overnight, but like you're going to be, you're not going to lose wealth. And that's kind of the name of the game, right? <laughs> like don't lose money. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So it's just like, yeah, I just, it, it makes, and it's cool to see, you know, just as you and I have progressed in our, like, I don't know, real estate careers and endeavors and talking to people about it every day. It's just like, it's really cool to see that everything that I fell in love with when I discovered real estate investing by reading a couple books and said, okay, like, this is it. This is, I get it. You know, like, this is exactly what I've been thinking, but didn't know what was like, this is how people do it. Um, it's reinforced every day, you know, like it really is reinforced and it's amplified. And it's like, as you say, as you get more properties and as that portfolio starts to take shape and it can kind of take care of its little brother over here, that's having a rough week. And it's little sister that, you know, got a boo-boo and needs, you know, a kiss on the knee, like, you know, water filled basement, like they can take care of each other, these properties, you know what I mean? And it's like, it's super cool because it doesn't, you're no longer emotionally attached saying, Oh God, I did something wrong. Like, no, you just own properties. <laughs> properties have problems, period. If you live in them or not, you know, like mm-hmm. that's just, that's part of the business. And uh, the people that aren't willing to face those problems are the ones that aren't going to invest. And that's fine. Um, but yeah, know that going in and like, it's okay. Like you say, like Lisa's very good for those of you who have picked up on it and never saying, but she always says, and <laughs> so like, there will be problems and that's fine. You know, like, okay. that's yeah. fine. Like they're, yeah, like both things are true. Two things can be true at the same time. You're going to have issues and you're going to be just fine. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I get, I get fired up. You know, when you have a good year, you're just like, yeah, I want everyone to do this. Like, I don't <laughs> like, just please do it. Um, you know, rates are going to go up. Inflation is nuts. Crypto's cuckoo. Like just buy a house, <laughs> just buy a house. So um, yes, it's really good to be back on podcasting lane with you, Tim. And as we just kind of explore today, let's take a a moment to look ahead to season three. We're going to in, well, we're like two months out from our one year podcast. So that's going to be super exciting. We'll have to plan something special for, uh, for our one year mark. We've got great guests that will be having We'll be sharing more of our own journeys, lessons learned along the way. We also want to share a little bit more, maybe specifically about mindset, Mm -hmm. the personal development side of this work that can really help each of us be wiser investors and just have a greater awareness of our own um, maybe quirks sometimes. Imperfections, Lisa. Imperfections. <laughs> Imperfections. Yes. Oh. Thank you, Tim. Thank you. <laughs> and, you know, I think to, for me, it's, it's really helpful to look at real estate and investing as it is something I do that helps develop me both personally and professionally. So I think it'll be fun to talk a little bit more about that on the podcast this season. I'm looking forward to it. 
Yeah, no, I do too. And I, I am, I'm very much looking forward to it. I really enjoy doing this and I really enjoy the feedback we get from you guys that are listening. So please do keep it coming. We do listen um, and we are always open to suggestions. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm really excited about a lot of the folks we're going to talk to. I'm really excited about the mindset thing is weird because you hear, and I think I talked about this one of these podcasts where it's just like, you know, I don't, I'm not, I, I say woo woo a lot. I'm not all woo woo. Like I, 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 I read a lot of books about like mindset and habit forming and just like, I don't know progress and not self-help books, but more like, you know, you know, I'm talking about like atomic habits. That's a perfect example. And just like, you know, traction and ways to get your business started and ways to just maximize potential and stuff like that. And it really, like, it really is important (laughs) because like real estate investing is hard. It's super simple in principle. The numbers are sound. It makes all the sense in the world, but it's difficult. Like it is, you do have problems. Numbers don't work out. You do have terrible tenants. Natural disasters happen. Like things happen and like you really need to get your mind right in order to get over those humps because it always gets better. Um, And it, like you said, it always seems to happen on your first property or two. And it's always (laughs) like the worst case scenario. Like, didn't you have a car go through one of your houses? Uh, Burned, car caught fire. (laughs) Car caught fire, house. burned the house down. So yeah, that that happens. That's just a regular Tuesday in Lisa's life. Like that, that kind of stuff happens, you know? And like, look, she's laughing about it now. Like that was not a good week. <laughs> you no. know what I mean? But that's like a perfect example. Like, yeah, that's hard. That costs a lot of money. But guess what? She's fine. And she's still buying houses, you know? And I think that really getting, there's like a, there's like a mental hurdle where like, once you get over that and realize, yes, it's going to be hard and it's the best thing I can do with my money, in my opinion. Um, you're going to be just fine. And I just, yeah, that's that's our call to action. I think Lisa and I is just to kind of get people to to realize that. And that's just, you know, that's what we enjoy doing. And that's why we started this podcast. And that's why we started this company. So yes. There you and have. since you brought up cryptocurrency and all that stuff, we'll also just mention, we also believe in diversification. And we do. <laughs> do you we have do. any cryptocurrency yet, Tim? A little bit, a little okay, bit. Okay, good. Um, good. You got yeah, a little bit. Just, yeah, a little play I also money. Just, uh, gotta uh, yeah. dip your toe. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's good to consider it play money. Um, also, fun little si- aside, just uh, bought a very small piece of a Picasso the other day. Oh yeah, <laughs> that was <Nice>. exciting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, missed out go. on the missed out on the Banksy, but but got in on the Picasso, so that was kind of fun. <laughs> yeah, what a, what a weird financial world we live in, huh? Are you guys doing the NFTs yet? You're not doing the NFTs, are you? Not yet. We'll see what okay. You are. You're, you're <laughs> definitely going to do NFTs, 100%. Next time we have a podcast, Lisa and John just bought 10 weird drawings by some cyber artist. I guarantee it. That's that's oh, right up here. I'm gonna, and we're going to do, we're, I think we're probably going to do several episodes just on real estate in the metaverse. Um, so stay nice. tuned for that. Yeah. Just kidding. We're not going to, we're not going to do that because it makes my head hurt. <laughs> I'm like all excited. Ooh. <laughs> we got to bring in some specialists for that. Cause I just glaze over and like lose all interest, <laughs> but that's a real thing people. And someone's going to make a killing on it. That's I just don't understand crazy, it enough right? to buy. So I'll do my Warren Buffett thing and bow out. Oh man. Well, we look forward to the upcoming season with all of you. And I will just say very briefly, if you have, not taking time to leave us a review, please do. That helps other people find us. And uh, yeah, so if you would take a minute, we would be incredibly grateful. And Mm. 
Thank you so much for joining us for season three of the REI Concierge podcast. Until next time. Happy real estate adventures. Mm -hmm.